0: I was surprised but grateful when the car actually moved. I could hear the tire protesting as the dented metal from the car rubbed loudly where it was crushed into the wheel well, and I hoped it wouldn't go flat before we made it closer to the house. I maneuvered the car up to the barn and parked it in the empty space beside the truck. I moved around to the passenger side and opened the door. I gathered up the injured woman and heard a sudden gasp of intense pain as I straightened up. Startled, I looked down to see her staring back up at me, confused. Her tear-filled eyes were wide with pain. For a few seconds our eyes locked, and then she went limp. But not before I also saw another emotion flit through her eyes. Terror. I laid the unconscious woman down on my bed and stood back, uncertain of what to do next. Bear sat down beside me and looked up at me with one of his chuffs. What? I snarled at him. His answer was one of his usual looks that said, Duh, stupid human. He raised himself up on his enormous paws and pushed to the form on my bed and looked back at me. I nodded. Right. I needed to look after her and check out her injuries. I went and got some clothes, bandages, and warm water. I should probably clean her up a little so I could see what I was dealing with. When I came back, Bear was stretched out beside her on the bed. Yeah, get comfy. That helps a lot. I snarked at him. He ignored me and proceeded to lay his head down beside her. I saw a shiver go through her body. Fuck, she was probably freezing. Damn dog actually knew what he was doing, trying to warm her up. I put down my supplies and got to work. I undid her wet, rather useless coat and pulled it off her, gently lifting her to do so. Even unconscious, she let out a low groan of pain. I grabbed a blanket and draped it over her as I tried to clean up the blood on her face so I could tell if she was still bleeding or not. As I gently wiped away the blood, I frowned. The lump and bruise that were forming on her head were obviously from hitting the steering wheel. But another, even darker bruise was too low to have happened when she hit the wheel, and there was a shape to the bruise, a definite outline. I bent lower, trying to discern the shape. My investigation stopped when she shivered again, and I could see her shirt was wet from the snow and blood. Taking a deep breath and hoping she didn't wake while I was undressing her and begin screaming— I pulled off her shirt to change her into dry clothes and was horrified at what I saw. Bruises covered her torso and arms. I lifted one arm and examined it. The dark impression of a large hand was wrapped around her small bicep, as if someone had used an ink roller then pressed their hand into her skin. It had taken a lot of force to make the clear imprints. Her right side was also deeply bruised, red and swollen. I shook my head. These injuries were not from hitting a tree. Suddenly furious, I removed her pants and found more bruising on her legs. Sickened, I realized I could actually make out the outline of a shoe print, and when I looked again, saw it matched one of the marks on her side. I felt bile rise up in my throat. Someone had hurt this little woman, and unless I was mistaken, she was trying to escape from whoever did this. There was no other explanation as to why she would be out in this hellish storm. She had to be running. The anger I had been feeling at the unwelcome intrusion melted away as I stood looking at her bruised and battered body. Unpleasant memories of waking up in the hospital, beaten beyond recognition, swam through my mind. It had happened years ago, but I could still remember the pain I had been in. Cursing under my breath, I cleaned her up as best I could, before dressing her in a set of my own shorts and shirt to cover her body. Not only was she a great deal shorter than I was, she was thin— and my clothes were huge on her, but would at least warm her up. I added a couple of blankets and watched as Bear climbed back up on the bed and settled back down beside her. This time I didn't protest. The lights began to flicker and I knew I needed to start up the generators and close up the barn. It had been impossible to do so with the unconscious woman in my arms. Leaving Bear with the woman, I grabbed the flashlight and made my way outside, slower than ever. The efforts I had put forth had added a huge strain on my leg, and I was now limping worse than usual. Just as I got to the barn, I was plunged into darkness, as the power finally gave out. I turned on the flashlight and powered up the generators that would keep the house going for a while. Then, struggling against the fierce wind, I closed the barn doors and made my way back to the safety of the house. Inside, I stripped out of my wet clothes and changed into dry ones from the laundry room, I lit some candles and lanterns and then made my way back to the bedroom to check on the woman. Bear was still beside her and chuffed happily at me when I entered. I stroked his massive head as I looked down at her unconscious form. What if she didn't wait-